It's the fact that nobody talks about the fact that marriage is hard. Basically, there's shame around having problems in our marriage or anywhere for that matter. I don't know about you, but this doesn't sound like someone unworthy of love and belonging. Let's speak out. Let's be real. Let's stop sitting around trying to pretend like life is great. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back. I can't believe this is episode four. So excited for that. Thank you to everybody who has already um, rated and reviewed and shared. Uh, it's been really getting some, um, I've been getting some great feedback, which is really encouraging. So just thank you for all of that. And uh, last week, we drove into the little lie that we tell ourselves when we say it's no big deal, right? When we sit in silence and don't address issues, or we decide to address issues with our girlfriends instead of our spouse. I posted that one first because in a perfect world after a dis disagreement, we would have a civilized, meaningful conversation with our spouse and move on. So you know the best place to go once an offense happens is to talk about it directly with your spouse. But that doesn't always happen. Sometimes it, the fighting or the offense becomes too big to handle alone. Or more commonly, we don't know how to handle it. Sometimes the fighting can get out of hand and we don't tell anyone because of this little lie that we tell ourselves. So today we're going to be talking about the little lie that says no one can know what's going on. Welcome to the Grace Fields Wife Podcast. My name is Beatrice Vargas, and my mission is to improve the quality of marriages by helping us learn to be fueled with grace. Are you sitting in a marriage that feels empty? Are you struggling to reunite the passion and love you once shared with your husband? Are you at a crossroads of leaving and repair, but you're constantly reminded of your promise to God to stay true? Or maybe things haven't even gotten that bad yet. Maybe you don't argue that often, but since you barely connect anymore, you've started to give up hope of ever being happily married again. You might have contemplated or even fantasized about what it would be like to leave. Maybe you're telling yourself that you're just sticking it out for the kids. If this is you, I've been there. My story is your story. I want to help you heal and reignite your marriage while still believing in the promise God gave you. I want you to stay with me, learn from me, internalize the grace, guidance, and interviews so that you can become the Grace Field Wife. You can learn more and connect with me directly on Instagram at the Grace Field Wife. Now let's dig in to today's show. No one can know what's going on at home. You know what I mean. You guys are in a bad place at the moment and somebody asks you how everything is going and you say, fine. Or at the moment when you guys are fighting, maybe over something stupid, maybe over something big, we just put a big smile on our face and fake it through the day. Oh yeah, bonus points if it happens right before we're supposed to be out in public for something like, I don't know, church, a family party, or something else like that. Maybe he refuses to go, so you show up by yourself, and when everyone asks for him, you say, oh, he's just not feeling well today, or you give it some other excuse. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm Latina. Culturally, we were raised to keep our business private. You can't be telling people that stuff. That's for the family to know. People don't need to know our business. 
Basically, what I mean here is the pretending that we do. We pretend to everyone that things are going well. The acquaintance. How's everything? Oh, it's fine. Or maybe your husband. Hey, babe, are you okay? Oh, I'm fine. When in fact, fine is a code word for life is the same as it always has been. Even if same as always means it sucks. Now, I'm not saying we should go around telling everyone our business. Hey, Jasmine, how's it going? Oh, you know, me and the hubs are fighting again. We haven't spoken in two weeks or had sex in months. Or, fine, my dad is in the hospital. I'm about to lose my house. No, there is definitely value in protecting your marriage, as we discussed in the last episode, or keeping certain elements of your life private. Most people don't really care to know anyway. Usually, when they say, how's it going? All they really want to hear is, fine. All right, then. So, what am I talking about? If I just told you that people usually just want to hear, fine, what am I talking about when I say that it's a lie that no one can know what's going on? Easy. It's the fact that nobody talks about the fact that marriage is hard. It's a lot of work. It is so hard. So hard, in fact, that newlyweds or people who are dating or getting engaged or, you know, thinking about getting engaged are sitting here contemplating and pondering over the fact of like, should I actually get married? Or they start to hit the first couple of bumps in the road in their relationship as newlyweds. And they think, this can't be it. This can't be what marriage is about. And they already start to think, well, maybe I married the wrong person. This can't be right. Blah, 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 blah. This is what I'm talking about. I want to normalize the fact that marriage is hard. We all have problems. We all fight. Now, I've said this before. I do not come from a place of perfection. My husband and I fight all the time. How do you think I know you do this? That's because I do it too. Does it mean that I have no business helping other people? No, it just means that I'm here to talk about it, that I'm somebody brave enough to get on this mic and talk about it so that you know you're not alone. It means that my husband and I have learned to break that crazy cycle and return back to each other quickly. We built a healthy marriage and even healthy marriages have disagreements every now and then. So if you're having that, congratulations, you're normal. Oh, yeah. And if you're one of those couples that never argues, well, then you just must be newlywed. But seriously, though, what is the biggest reason we don't share our problems for what's going on in our life and marriage? It's shame. Yep, shame. Basically, there's shame around having problems in our marriage or anywhere for that matter. We don't want anyone to know that we're living less than perfect lives. This manifests itself now in the social media highlight reel. You know what I'm talking about, right? So, Brene Brown, who's a leading researcher on shame and vulnerability, seriously, she has several books, one of the most listened to tech talks of all time, and a Netflix special. So if you don't know her, go check her out. Brene defines shame as, and I'm quoting this from her blog, the intensely 
painful feeling or experience of believing that we are flawed and therefore unworthy of love and belonging. Something we've experienced, done, or failed to do makes us unworthy of connection. Yep. I'm going to repeat that so it can sink in. The intensely painful feeling or experience of believing that we are flawed and therefore unworthy of love and belonging. Something we've experienced, done, or failed to do makes us unworthy of connection. That's shame. She goes on to say in her book, Daring Greatly, the more we talk about shame, the less control it has over our lives. Yes, that's right. The more we talk about shame, the less control it has over our lives. Yes. When I heard that in the audiobook, I was yelling in my car, yes and amen. Don't let shame control your life. Shame is a tool of the enemy. He wants us to believe that we are unworthy of belonging and he points out our flaws, the same ones that everyone else has to make that happen. But it's simply untrue. In fact, it says in Ephesians 1.5 that even before he made the world, God chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing himself through Christ Jesus. This is what he wanted to do and it gave him great pleasure. So, God the creator of the universe, loved us so much, he decided to adopt us into his family. I don't know about you, but this doesn't sound like someone unworthy of love and belonging. Yeah, maybe someone whose opinion is unworthy of your stress or tears might make you feel lacking in love and belonging, but that's just their opinion. And everyone has those. It does not mean that you are unloved. I'm going to go ahead and guess that some of you might be thinking right now, yeah, yeah, that sounds great, but it doesn't hasn't changed the fact that I still feel shame over that life imperfection that nobody wants to talk about. In some way, we think we're safer in our shame. How? Another metaphor Brene uses talks about masks and armor. She says masks and armor are how we protect ourselves from the discomfort of vulnerability. Remember that smile we put on our face before we walk into the public arena in the middle of a fight? We hide behind the mask of perfection, even though we're suffocating on the inside. Have you ever ever worn a mask only to have trouble breathing underneath it? I think of those plastic masks we wore in the 80s. You felt so cool in your Tweety Bird or Rainbow Bright costume, but man, it was difficult to breathe under that thing. What about armor? I think the armor of fairy tale knights that they wear, and I think, sure, it was safer, but man, it must have been heavy to have that weighing you down. Please keep in mind here that the the no one can know I'm talking about are the issues in our life and marriage that we're struggling through with our spouse. This is something we've already taken to them and discussed, but something we're still struggling to make sense of or forgive, etc. So if the lie we tell ourselves is no one can know what's going on, but practically I can't just be out there telling my business to everyone. And surely, as I talked about in the last episode, we need to protect our marriages. 
what am I supposed to do? Well, here's the promise. In Mark 4.22, Jesus says, For everything that is hidden will eventually be brought to the open, and everything in secret will be brought to light. Those are Jesus' words right there in red. Notice that he says everything hidden will eventually be brought to the open. But he doesn't say how. It's your choice how they come out. So if you do what I did, tell no one what's going on, suffer in silence, and don't even discuss your problems with the very person with, with whom they involve, well, then it might just blow up in your face like you or him walking out and leaving. And one day everyone around you is stunned saying, what happened? You guys were such a good couple. Here are some actionable steps for you to choose how these issues will come to light. Because remember, it's your choice. First, and this one should be pretty easy to determine, is your marriage in a place where you can talk about issues with your spouse? For the majority of marriages, yes, this is the case. If so, you can use some of the language I taught in episode three to discuss that. If you know you can talk to him, but think the conversation might be a little tense, then maybe you should take some time with God and pray for wisdom and grace before you speak. If, however, it's not, or for whatever reason you feel you can't talk to your spouse about it, or it's something you guys are actively working on, but need some sort of support processing or helping forgive, then I want you to find someone you can talk to about it with, not someone who will sit there and let you trash talk your husband. I always tell my friends and clients, if you think I'm going to let you sit here and trash him, you came to the wrong place. I'm sure plenty of you have plenty of people you can call on for that, but I am not the one, especially if what you want to do is save your marriage. Okay, so step one, identify. This is something that can be resolved by talking to him. If not, move on to step two. Step two, select a confidant. This could be a carefully chosen friend, coach, therapist. And just so you know the difference, a counselor or therapist is someone who can help you uncover past hurts that are causing behavior now. Their job is to help you sort through the traumas of your past to uncover why something might be affecting you now. And they can be very effective if this is where you're at. But maybe you've tried therapy and are over it, or it, quotes, didn't work, or you're very well aware of your past trauma, but are trying to figure out how to deal with him because maybe he stopped going or won't go to counseling or therapy. Well, in that case, maybe you consider a coach. A relationship coach can help you be accountable for your actions. What are your goals for improving your marriage and what things are you doing that will help you get there? And lastly, we have the trusted friend or family member. I will talk more about how to choose this person, how to identify them and what sorts of things to talk to them about in later episodes. But basically, this is A, your free option, but B, probably the most accessible. So we can pick somebody carefully and it has to be somebody who loves your spouse and loves you. And like I said before, is not going to allow you to trash talk them. This person might help you kind of sort through some of these issues, maybe give you some advice, kind of set you on the right path. The whole point basically is to not suffer in silence, to sit there thinking nobody can know 
because it's only going to implode. A lot of times we can't work through these issues on our own. And more importantly, I think it's so important for us as married couples to just let's speak out. Let's be real. Let's stop sitting around trying to pretend like life is great all the time because it's not always great all the time. And I think by doing that, we don't just normalize it for ourselves, but we normalize it for others and we make other people feel comfortable and normal and like, oh, okay, I'm not the only one. This is it. This is normal. And it's just something we have to walk through. Whenever I talk to couples who have been together for 20, 30, 40 years, I hear this over and over again, how they choose to love each other over again. They choose to kind of work through these issues. Now, if you've ever done any Bible studies on love, you know that there's a love called agape love, which is like an unconditional love. But it's basically, it's a love that we choose, right? And in marriage, it may not start off that way. But once you've been together long enough, you realize that I have to make the choice to love this person. And this is what I'm talking about. So this, no one can know what's going on. That's a lie because we are making a choice every day to love our spouse, even when, even when he's messy, even when he doesn't help with the kids, even when he doesn't do the dishes, even when, even when you fight over finances or even worse, you find out that it was a betrayal or a cheating or something like that. You've committed to them forever, even when you choose to still love. You pray for grace, you give him grace, and you choose love again and again and again. That's really what it means to be married. That's how people who have been married for 30, 40, and 50 years say that they do it. You choose again. All I ask is that you don't do it in silence. Make sure you reach out to somebody. Make sure you talk to somebody. Make sure you work through the issue. That way, you're able to keep choosing again. All right, folks, that's all I have for today. Thank you so much for spending your time with me. Remember, you can reach out to me directly on Instagram at The Grace Fueled Wife. If you have any questions, comments, you want to go back and forth, it's all good. I'd love to hear what you have to say. Thank you so much. And until next week, bye-bye.